I saw on the internet that Ed Ogeron was on the Little Rock Touchdown Club talking to Steve Sullivan about his departure from the from the Tigers. He was talking about how the, the season was going to shit. I got to tell you, we had a meeting and they said, Coach, things aren't going well. And I said, no shit, Ray Charles could see that, brother. <laughs> Oh, he gosh. said, there's 17 million left on your contract. We're going to give it to you. I said, what time you want me to leave and what door you want me out of, brother? <laughs> oh, he's gosh. the best. And now yeah. he's watching them just get their ass kicked on a pile oh, of my money. Gosh. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Glad to have you with us, and thank you for those reviews. They help a ton to get our name out there in front of folks like this one from Eloise Kelly 21 who said, The best. That's all we need. Thank you, Eloise. It's a football weekend. We're all fired up down here. Uh, Coach is off doing coach stuff, having meetings about probably how these kids can avoid CTE or whatever. Chris is down here shoveling coal so we can do a show. John's got the headband on. And Angela is here for a few minutes. Angela, how are you doing? I'm peachy. Things are fabulous. Absolutely. Football is upon us. Let's all cheer. Yes. Are you prepared for the Vikings v. Packers game tomorrow? (gasps) I am. I got my braids out. I'm going to be as fully annoying as I possibly can be. I'm very excited about a, a one certain ex-packer who swears he's going to lay your quarterback out. So that'll be fun for me to watch and look for. Uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, that's been a that's Are you been a storyline all of a sudden. Are you ready to lose to that purple and gold team? I'm very ready for that game. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win that game for sure, considering he was talking about how, you know, these other... These other teams in the division often talk about how it's their year, et cetera, but that hasn't really been the case during my time here is that. what he said. His touchdown interception ratio versus the Vikings is the best of any quarterback versus any team. 56 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So I'm not too worried. You that did said, hear it's a that there's several game. people picking my quarterback for MVP this year, right? I do have a 40 to 1 ticket on Kirk Cousins for most interceptions, but that's not because I think he's bad. <laughs> it's because I think Kevin O'Connell is just going to throw the ball a zillion times, which gives him the opportunity. And there's nobody behind him who he'll be benched for. So Kirk could throw 19 picks and still keep his job and throw a 20th. <laughs> so, hey, who knows? John, you got the headband on. Are you ready for uh, Carolina and the Browns tomorrow? I am. I will be waiting with bated breath. To see if I have to undo my headband. I've been showering with it on. Ooh, you could have some kind of uh, science <laughs> experiment going on underneath that thing. Who knows? Ew, gross. All right, I'll take it back. <laughs> I don't actually shower with it on. <laughs> I do h- hike mountains and I do 
travel abroad with it, but I do not shop yeah. with it. And I do yeah. watch it regularly. That bandana has seen some shit by now. It's uh, traveled it has. the world. It has. Your bandana should start a blog. <laughs> Things John's bandana has seen. Yep. Fish the first the, one, your mom. The bandana diaries. <laughs> No, I I, I'm actually I'm more pumped about today right now. I'm more of the what's happening today. You know, my Mercury and retrograde pick (laughs) of the week might be that Texas gives Alabama a little bit uh, of a fight today. That's that's kind of where my head's at with uh, football today. That I just. I was thinking about it this morning, and I would just absolutely love it. And I think it would be amazing for college football if Texas beat them so that every Texas fan came out of the woodwork and was like, see, we're back. (laughs) Now, is it going to be 64 to 6? Yeah. But just in that 1% chance, because Angela did tell us that Mercury's in retrograde, (laughs) some weird juju could happen. That's right. And uh, Texas could go into Alabama, and who knows? Weirder things have happened. Stranger Maybe they pull like an Ole Miss and just get them running in mud, and I doubt it. But I'm holding out for that 1% chance because I would love to see the chaos that ensued. I hear the uh, crystals and essential oils chicks talking about mercury and retrograde every once in a while. I thought it was like a one-day deal. Angela, you said it's for, I don't know, till the 23rd? It's like a fortnight. Yeah, it's right, a fortnight. <laughs> Goddamn fortnight. <laughs> Not quite four stars. It has to do with the moon, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not into the crystals and the oils, but I do know about the retrograde because I do catch up on my horoscope from time to time. So, yes, the 23rd, gentlemen. Oh my goodness! Well, we got to we <laughs> got to pull this thing back to sports. Hard knocks. What they did a good job with, and what I never fully grasped until this season, maybe it's just me, I'm dumb, is the personal growth that happens at an NFL training camp. Like even if you don't make the team, the Pimpleton kid, if you watched it with the sound off, you'd think he made the team. He's all smiles, thankful for the opportunity and the experience. He struck me as a guy who got what he was looking for out of this, and he might be on to other things. And with that attitude, he'll be okay. He just got cut, like his NFL dream ripped out from underneath him. And he says, quote, I'm feeling really blessed right now. And then he thought about it for a second and followed that up with blessed is probably the best use, the best word to use. Okay. I think he went and signed with the Giants at the end of that episode. So good things already happening for old Pimpleton. Good for him. It has to oh, be tough gosh. to come up with 37 different ways to say there's the door. Like, we're going to go another direction. Uh, you, you did it all right, man. Like, you got what it takes, man. Just, it sucks. Yeah. But cutting those guys one after another, that's got to be tough. You kind of have they to know that you're on like the, the bubble, sheet, right, though? Like, the sheet on the door. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you used to try out for basketball, and here's the team. And if you're not on the list, go home. <laughs> Yeah, leave us forever. <laughs> yep. That would be much more efficient. They sit down and tell them what a good player they are and then that they can't keep them. Like, we're the Lions and we can't keep you, but you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm. You got a real future in here somewhere else. Right. Yep. Uh, Rodriguez, the number two requested jersey in Detroit. They had the, I believe it was the team president or whatever down there telling them that. Did you see how happy uh, Dan Campbell was to find? And then the number one has to be Hutchinson because it's not the quarterback. Because uh, no. Dan Campbell looked at it and he's like, man, these 
fans really know who we are, man. They don't like the glitz and the glamour, man. So it has to be a defensive player. Or I want it to be Jamal Williams, but it's not Jamal Williams. I assume it's Hutchinson and then Rodrigo. So that's that's who they're going to be, evidently. How many people just requested Rodrigo on the oh, back of the jersey? Oh, more than requested like, Rodriguez. They, they get the jersey and like, wait, it's the wrong one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they get a Rodrigo Blankenship jersey. <laughs> that would be rough. Eminem showed up to practice. That was interesting. Eminem with the dyed beard still talking like Slim Shady is getting a little weird. I don't know how mm-hmm. he'll do it, but he has to find a way to gracefully exit that whole persona because Father Time mm-hmm. is, after all, undefeated. He's eventually going to be like a white-haired dude talking like Slim Shady, and it's not going to fly. Dan Campbell of that. Him, just said man over and over again. <laughs> My pleasure, man. Man, man, like he glitched for a second and just let out a few hands. <laughs> He's not the most articulate guy of all time. No, but he's so lovable. <laughs> so oh, lovable. Man. Well, speaking of Hard Knocks guests, my favorite was the comedian who came in and ripped Dan Campbell for not doing his up-downs properly. And then basically t- said he was lying about having his, his hand injury. <laughs> Called him out. It was yeah. great. Ouch. Oh, I miss it. I, this was maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it was my favorite season, but it it's up there. This one was pretty good. I think it I think Dan Campbell carried it. I was so, a couple of the players like, so tried sure to be characters. And he was gonna cry when they're like, What does it mean to be a lion? Like or whatever. And I was like, Come on, let's see it. And it took him forever to answer. And then yeah. I was like, he's he gonna looked cry, like he's gonna a, cry, and he didn't. No. He's getting He tough. looked like a Vietnam vet replaying some of the most horrific things. And he's like, oh man, this season's gonna be a, like, I forgot, we gotta line up against these legit 53-man rosters, and we might be yeah. in trouble. When Eminem yeah. showed up, I noticed when he met Jared Goff, he wouldn't even look at him. He was talking to him, but not looking at him, so you know he's yelled some horrific shit about Jared Goff in his living room in the past. Jared Goff has lost <laughs> Eminem personal funds for sure. Probably some crazy yep. Eminem shit about eating his rib cage or using a chainsaw of, of some probably sort. probably bet the over in that Super Bowl that went 9-3. to three. <laughs> I wonder if Eminem... The worst Super Bowl of all time. Oh, man. You know it sounds bad. President Stephen A. Smith. How does that sound? Nobody loves themselves some of themselves like Stephen A. Smith loves some Stephen A. Not even Terrell Owens loved him some him like Stephen A. Smith. He was on with Paul Feinbaum a couple weeks ago, maybe, talking about his favorite topic himself when Feinbaum asked him if he'd consider running for president, and it didn't seem like a serious inquiry. I think it was just a let's see what he does with this type question. It took him about a half a second to come back with, if I thought I could win. He immediately took it as a serious question. You can see the wheels start turning. This is always who he's going to be, isn't it? He's always on Stephen A. Smith. I'm sick of him before his mouth opens. Every time his mouth almost opens. (laughs) The sad part is the guy's pretty smart. You can't be around sports and be working for ESPN and Fox and wherever he's been. No, skip that one. Um, And not know a lot. But the thing is, he's so GD annoying. That you hear him talk and you just tune him out because he's just screaming about something that has no right to be screamed about, which is just half of ESPN in general. 
But mm-hmm. I think he's the poster child. Him and Skip are the poster children for, I'm just going to scream for attention. That's everything that's wrong with ESPN. So no, I would not vote for him. <laughs> I would not vote for Stephen A. Smith. It would be the loudest our country's ever been. And that's saying something. <laughs> it pays far too much to be a loud idiot like Stephen A. Or Skip yeah. Bayless. If you're gonna, it used to be, if you're going to be stupid, you got to be tough. And now it's, if you're going to be dumb, you better be loud. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nobody cares about right. They just care about immediate reaction. What else we got? I found, uh, I was cruising the internet, and I saw a little video of a sperm cell swimming around, and I said, why is that on my feed? It turns out they're, they're making these nanobots. Um, this episode is a little heavy on the weird shit, but that's okay. So sperm bots. <laughs> A nanobot that can <laughs> a nanobot that it's can pick a up a here. quote lazy sperm by the tail and inseminate an egg with it. According to scientists, sperm bots could revolutionize infertility treatments. The lazy sperm is not supposed to win the race. Is my opinion. That's a failsafe. Yeah. We have built in that, you know, that sperm is gonna divide and divide until it's asking me for twenty bucks and I'm not into it. Already now I look at a dozen people a day in absolute disbelief that they won the race of billions. It's yep. it's another sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> What's the upside? The whole nanotechnology and, and nanocells is, is a really creepy internet hole to go down. I, I wouldn't recommend it. It gets really, really weird. And that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna be populating the earth with the dumbest from here on out. And I I, uh, I fear for that. There's some idiocracy happening over the past 10, 15 years. Idiocracy is literally playing out before us. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And I didn't know, I mean, nanobots, the size of like a blood cell, a robot. Mm -hmm. It's, it's insane that that's a thing that could even exist. Yeah. What's, what's the side effect going to be like, we're going to start using nanobots for, with AI. and, And so we're just injecting us ourselves with ai bots that's not gonna there's been a lot of movies where that happened and everybody died yeah those movies usually don't end so well. so let's fast track that yeah let's get that done while we're here in crazy town is it time to ditch the word gardening uh, asked the guardian of course the guardian uh the term might seem inoffensive <clears throat> but it's loaded with cultural baggage i could barely read this fucking article i didn't I didn't. It's like a million words. Here's one paragraph. As a scientist who studies our cultural relationship with plants, I would agree that what can seem like generic terms to be initiated actually come loaded with cultural baggage, in particular those appended by the word proper, which suggests an incredibly narrow way in which gardening may even narrower sense who is allowed to participate, despite having worked in the horticultural industry for almost two decades as a trained botanist, I am rarely called a proper gardener, and when I attended a horticultural event, the events of perceived high status is less likely to attract newcomers. Maybe stop acting like douchebags and calling it a horticultural event. That could score you some new recruits. Just go be outside and grow some fucking zucchini. I don't know. I think... People lack real world problems, so they look for things to be offended by, like the world, like the word gardening. Oh man! Yeah, I, I, can you read that first sentence again? Uh, as a scientist who studies our cultural relationship with plants, I would argue that what we can, what can, yeah, seem you're dismissed like, after that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
are what now with plants? <laughs> so you're a nerd. <laughs> and you're a weird one at that. Got it. Got it. Speak our language. Exactly. Uh, Will Compton played the played the trumpet at the Nebraska game last week. That was annoying to me. The music Timmy Trumpet plays when Edwin Diaz yeah. takes the field for the Mets is yeah. awesome. But like anything, it's amazing. Like anything that's really cool, the internet gets a hold of it, and we're sick of it within 48 hours. This trumpet thing is flipped yep. on the Every Mets. Every high school across the nation now is yep. doing Timmy Trumpets. It's, it's going to be so bad. You got some scrawny freshman just blaring out flat notes as the football team takes the field. Trying to play like a narco ballad <laughs> in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's... It's not gonna fall. <laughs> this trumpet thing is really flipped on the Mets because now they're they can't win a fucking game down the yeah. stretch. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> so now they're they're showing video of the Timmy Trumpets video, but then they're play they're laying uh taps over it. So that's you know, you knew you were putting that out there as as ammunition for for the opposition. So yeah. Yeah, the, the the Cubs equivalent of that would be if they had like an Oscar Oboe and it just squeaked every time yeah. <laughs> our shitty reliever came in, just squeak, 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 if you've ever heard the oboe. <laughs> now we got a Nebraska lineman playing it in the stands on Saturdays. I mean it you yeah, could almost good. see the shark as it jumped over. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw Timmy Trumpet for the first time, actually, because uh, now that the Cubs have been mathematically eliminated, I'm a little checked out and I loved it. It's yeah. just unfortunate that now it, it accompanies a losing streak. But hey, that's the life of being a Mets fan. Yeah, that's what you get. All right. That gummy bear's dead. Uh, I saw on the Internet that Ed Ogeron was on the Little Rock Touchdown Club talking to Steve Sullivan about his departure from the from the tigers he was talking about how the the season was going to shit i gotta tell you we had a meeting and they said coach things aren't going well and i said no shit ray charles could see that brother (laughs) (laughs) he said there's 17 million left on your contract we're gonna give it to you i said what time you want me to leave and what door you want me out of brother (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh And now yeah. he's watching them just get their ass kicked on a pile. Oh my of money. gosh! Yeah, I Brian Kelly, who killed a guy, is now running that program. Yeah, that was that was just a terrible display of football in front of the entire world with no other football on. You want to talk about a dumpster fire for Oof. LSU? Oof! Let's hire the snobbiest Boston dude to come oh. down to Baton Rouge, fake an accent, say "family," and then just shit the bed on his first game are you kidding me and he did it in wimpy fashion by not going for two. Oh, that was that was just sad yeah i mean he's a hateable guy already so it's gonna then take goes into the press conference um makes just passive aggressive comments about people being late <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm just waiting for for somebody just to lay into him and they started to already by yeah. saying if you win we'll show up on time yeah that reporter had something for him i don't think he saw that and coming. i this may be sexist, but I love that it was a woman, too, yep. because you know he hated that. You know he does not appreciate that. Not at all. And Which I love. Get. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that's what you get when you lose at LSU. 
that is that is just the beginning. Keep losing at LSU, and they'll be out there with pitchforks and torches. No deal mm-hmm. for Lamar with the Ravens. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Eric, what does this mean for the irresponsible wager this year? And first I'd say thank you for your concern, and then I would say it's all part of the plan. This is something I was banking on and hoping for when I made said wager. The price only goes up now with each achievement. So after he's after playoff wins personal best statistics it'd be great to sit down at the table with some uh some career highs in rushing or passing touchdowns i think this is all positive this is all positive for us he's highly motivated he's not afraid to play on the franchise tag and he shouldn't be getting injured isn't really a thing that prevents you from getting paid anymore like Dak's knee exploded you would throw up if you saw what happened to Dak's knee and he still got a record contract uh Chris Godwin just blew his knee up and he's get, he got paid like this isn't gonna be even if the worst happens I think Lamar sets a record with this new deal my assumption is the sticking point is he wants Deshaun Watson or better yeah fully guaranteed and they're and trying to say look the Browns are fucking idiots, okay? We can't do that. That's bad business. I understand you're a Pro Bowl, you know, you're an MVP. You're a great quit, but uh, this is insane. Yeah. And then who just got paid? Somebody just got paid, and it wasn't stru- – oh, Russ. Russ just got a huge deal, and it was structured mm-hmm. like your standard NFL contract. It wasn't fully guaranteed, give us the rapist no matter what type deal. So I think Lamar is, and he has a good point. And that's probably, now that I think about it, why he doesn't have an agent, because any agent sat down and was like, dude, we can't fucking do that. Like, (laughs) you're not going to get that. And he says, well, fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. And here we are. That's my hypothesis that I just put together. He he probably will get that, but I doubt he gets it from the Ravens, right? They're kind of over a barrel because they've built their offense around him for multiple years now. Yeah. So it's kind of a rock meeting a hard place because I don't know the Ravens to necessarily open up the the Brinks truck and and just yeah. pour cash to people. But yeah, I think I think the minute Deshaun Watson signed that, everybody was like, every all the other owners were like, "You dickheads! What did you just do? Two hundred and forty million guaranteed to a guy who is at best a liability, and now every other quarterback is like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks." Yeah, yeah, fantastic. it does put them in, a, for in the whole a class. tough position, but I think he's going to ball out this year, and he'll earn whatever he he wants to. Oh, I put this in last second. I forgot we have to discuss our survivor contest pick. So Chris and I were talking about the survivor contest <laughs> um, last Thursday night. We've taken the liberty of entering a show pick for Moonoff Survivor Contest. All we have to do is pick one winner per week. Straight up, no point spreads or anything. The catch is you can only use a team one time. Chris and I narrowed it down to a few teams. I think Baltimore, Denver, Philadelphia, Green Bay, and a couple others maybe. But I figure it'll be a good uh, show segment on Saturdays. We'll discuss our pick, and then by the time it comes out, you'll already know if we're still alive or not. But mm-hmm. we have we have Baltimore playing the Jets. It's at the Jets, yes. But, I mean, the Ravens have destroyed bad teams for a while now and their week ones their last three week ones we went over it with will but they they've won by convincing margins um denver is going to seattle which yeah yeah seattle's probably a garbage team they look bad on paper but there's all that emotion in there you know game one he's returning to 
Seattle, so I don't know if we want to do that. Philadelphia is playing at the Lions. They're like a four and a half, five point favorite. I think they win that game easily, mm-hmm. but you never know. Dan Campbell might, you know, decide that this is the Super Bowl week and they come out playing their ass off for him. And then I think the Packers, mm-hmm. obviously. Aaron Rodgers versus Minnesota. Who are the Chargers playing? No, the Chargers are playing the Raiders. I don't want to mess the with Raiders. that. Raiders. So when you're picking five games against the spread, like we did on the earlier uh, football super podcast, that's pretty uh, laid back and easy. Now we have to pick one team and then we can't pick them for the rest of the year. And mm-hmm. if they lose, we're fucked on week one. Like we just donate yeah. our money. We don't play no more. So this gets a little bit more intense. Like, okay, we really got to yeah. strategically, we don't, do we want to waste a green Bay pick today when they're going to play mm-hmm. the fucking bears in week seven? We may need them then. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, do we want to just about- do we want to dump our Ravens pick now, or do we want to go ahead and and or maybe just take the Eagles here and just take the e- the Eagles win now? Did you guys think about Colts Texans? Yeah. Do we take That's the Texans? Scary. Colts haven't won Week One since 2014, and they've lost to the likes of like Jacksonville last year. Something about Frank Reich and the Texans mm. or the Colts. Yeah, is there another better spot for the Texans for the yeah. next 18 weeks or 20 week, whatever it is? Where they're a guaranteed we'll loss. The Texans at all. I'm sure we might, we probably will. Take I mean, the Indy's Texans. favored by seven. Mm-hmm. And this is straight up. I, I like the Texans uh, with a spread for sure, but straight up, are we, is there a better spot mm-hmm. later? No, I'm saying I think the Colts are definitely going to beat the Texans. Yep, they got a Colts. big spread. Or we got New England going to Miami. Belichick has beaten his last 11 rookie two- head coaches in a row. Say that again? New England going down to Miami, but it's going to be 90 degrees. Oh, are they going to cramp up? Yeah. Now, nah, Belichick fucking works those boys. Don't, don't, I mean, they got that yeah. squared away. Tampa over Dallas, I kind of like, because you never know with that missing center and the offensive line problems, like... Brady could take a bad shot one of these weeks, and then we can't use Tampa anymore. Denver at Seattle. I don't love waiting until Monday night for the. Who Chicago got week one? Niners. Forty <laughs> Oof. We'll stay away from that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's the Trey Lance Forty ers so you don't know what you're getting. That's true. Yeah, but we don't want to risk. So the whole we'll lose by a touchdown. We won't lose by three. I think mm. we'll lose that game, but I, I don't. I think Trey Lance isn't good. I'll be honest. I I think he's I think he's bad. He's only thrown like 15 passes since his high school years in competitive football games. Not really, but it's, it's a not ton of many. pressure, man. It's it that's such an awkward situation you got Jimmy for Jimmy G over your shoulder. Yeah. Yep, that yeah. too. That yeah, you too. haven't really gotten a strong vote of confidence despite the fact that they were going to let Jimmy G go. It, it's the whole situation's so strange that I, I got to imagine it messes with his head a little bit. Yeah, word is he's annoyed that Jimmy G is there. <laughs> he's stealing all the chicks, man. <laughs> there are a few quarterbacks. Um, I have a list of some quarterbacks. There's some quarterbacks this year, as most years, who have either question marks about themselves or a guy on the bench who people think is better, or they just they're just seen as a placeholder sometimes with the understanding that the advent of their replacement and pending and inevitable, which leaves only one question. How many games until they're benched? Mitch Trubisky. Let's Three. see. Ooh. Let's see. They named the him Steelers. a cat. Did they really? What are they doing? Really? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wow. Tomlin just loves his guys. Bold move. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah, one of those where. 
it was it just the Bears ineptitude that made him bad and he's actually good and Tomlin sees something? I I trust Tomlin above pretty much anybody else in the league. So it's we love that coach. Strange. Yeah, he's I think he's the best coach in the league. But um yeah, I, I I'm shocked. Shocked that he's wow. the, the captain. Yeah, he could last longer than we think, maybe then. If he's got the we'll seat on his chest, like Tomlin's doesn't do things like that lightly, I would assume. He's a serious guy about his football. Um, we got Ryan Tannehill, who does not have an easy schedule. He's got the Giants week one, but then he goes to the Bills, and then the Raiders at home, and then the, it goes to the Colts, and he gets the Commanders Colts again. He's got that Malik Willis kid behind him who was running all over the mm-hmm. place in the preseason. So the first time... He looks like an old guy who might be losing it. I think the fans start to clamor for Malik Willis. Who do you compare Tannehill to in the league? Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'd say he's better at taking care of the ball and better in crunch time than Kirk. In my yep. off the top of my head opinion. I don't know what the numbers are, but I also just have a I have a real bias against Kirk. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, if they start out, well, let's see, you beat the Giants, say, and then you lose to the Bills and or Raiders, then you got the Colts. Like If he starts three and four, people are going to say, what does the kid have? They got a rough stretch mm-hmm. here um, in November. They get the Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals. So that's a gauntlet. December 11th. That's my official guess for Malik Willis' first start. Jaguars at Titans. After Tannehill goes like 1-4 against the Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, and Eagles. That's my guess. Tua. Who's yeah, Tua's as, as somebody who hasn't seen a whole lot of Tennessee and is pretty unbiased, I, I never... He always seemed like he just outperformed his skill set. Yeah. And he was benefited by having good weapons and just a good program to play in but he he never struck me as a guy that's gonna put the team on his shoulders and take him to a super bowl which he proved last year yeah he's a he's a journeyman dude he's a solid vet yeah he came hell of a regular season guy which adam gase put a real stink on him like everybody looked at him like they look at mitch trubisky right now and then all of a sudden he played well and they're like oh maybe adam gase is the moron Trey Lance, how long does Trey Lance have, do you think, with uh, Jimmy G sitting there? Let's see what the 49ers schedule looks like. Yeah. 49ers schedule. They got the Bears this week, and then Seattle Seahawks, Broncos, Rams. Mm, that's mm-hmm. rough. He could, he could hang on for a little bit, though. I mean, they should beat the Seahawks. No one expects them to beat the Broncos, do they? I don't the Rams, so. who knows what the Rams are right now? Yeah. And they have Panthers, Falcons, the Chiefs. Yeah. I, I, I'm just really interested to see how that experiment goes because I, based on everything you're hearing and seeing, um, he's not somebody who's going to ball out this year. I think it depends on how that nicely. division looks. If they're in the hunt and Jimmy G could get them in the playoffs. If they need to go like three and one down the stretch, I think that's when they'll finally get realistic about it and say, okay, 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 we'll start fracking. Holy shit, this is bad. We shouldn't have done this. (laughs) And then they'll put Jimmy in. (laughs) 
Geno Smith, who knows? That could be any minute. Geno Smith and uh, Drew Locke. I knew it was in there somewhere. They're just 1A, 1A. I mean, just a couple of elite athletes. I think it's probably (laughs) week to week he decides who to put in there, depending which weapon you might need for the specific opponent. You guys think the Rams are going to take that division again after what you saw Thursday night? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what I think about that division. I bet on the Cardinals to to finish last. And I mean, yeah. if the Rams are the class of the division and that's what they look like, maybe the Cardinals will finish first. I'll tell you that Matthew Stafford's uh, shoulder did not, or uh, was it elbow? Sorry. Elbow. elbow. Did, did not, not look, look up to snuff. He threw some ducks out there. L- legit. Yeah. And that is not who he is as a quarterback. No. no, he's been a howitzer guy forever. Yeah. He has a real hard time moving back there, too. I mean, they, they lit him up. Yeah, I wasn't very impressed with the Rams. Bills hey, looked great. Did, did you Were you impressed with uh, Cam Akers' pass blocking abilities? That was fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. The guy was, was 10 yards off of every fucking chip block. <laughs> there were some real business decisions being made out there by a guy who doesn't have the the leeway to do stuff like that about Desmond Ritter behind Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. I think Mariota is better than we think he is. It seemed like he was pretty accurate in the preseason, whatever that's worth. But I think all you have to do is huck it to Kyle Pitts 25 times and you'll be okay. But Ritter is a promising young player. I think, I think the fans are going to want to see Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter eventually. Sooner Malik than later, Willis, probably. for sure. There was a lot of fanfare around him. And Kenny Pickett. Yep. Kenny Pickett is basically already royalty, and he's the quintessential example of backup quarterback is the best job in the world because mm-hmm. everybody thinks they know what Mitch is, and maybe they do, but they think that <laughs> Kenny Pickett could be the next greatest thing ever. And as far until proven otherwise, that's what he is in their mind up there. Yeah, and the Steelers don't really make mistakes in the draft. No. no. Like, it's not to keep bringing it back to Mitch, but if you're Mitch and you get picked and you're like, oh, man, the Bears picked me that high, like, that's not a good vote of confidence for me. They're terrible at picking, so I can't judge myself based on where they picked me, but at least with the Steelers, you're like, well, they know what they're doing, and it kind of gives you a little self-confidence. Like, well, if they picked me, then, you know... They must, I must have what it takes with the bears. No, it's not the case. <laughs> no, not so much. Um, the Cowboys are signing Jason Peters. He's coming out of retirement. I'll say that we'll talk about Jason Peters with coach. I know he wants to talk about the Cowboys and how they handle their roster. Uh, Bill's got the kiss of death from NFL network. Everybody on game day picked the bills to win the super bowl. And if yeah. you know anything about sports and juju, that's energy the energy, not the dancer, then you know that this is not a positive development. More than that, I think it highlights a larger problem they have over at NFL Network, and that is a lockstep in picks and an embarrassing lack of football, guys. We got dudes with shaved legs and sunglasses on indoors telling me to draft Cam Akers, and then they pan over and it looks like a boy band with their manager talking about the tour, but they're breaking down NFL games. You can see in some of the faces that they could give a shit about football itself, but the NFL network itself is a great fucking gig. 
I used to have this on in the background. Like if it's football season, I have NFL network on, but there's so many Peloton instructors and Instagram models and dudes who just, I mean, used to be football guys and are now aspiring GQ models. I don't know. And they're just regurgitating numbers. Very few genuine opinions. Like, I love NFL Network. Don't do this. Don't do Stop it. Move the headquarters out of California. That's what you need to do. Take the fucking headquarters and put it in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or Canton, Ohio, or I don't know, anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Pick a flyover state. Philadelphia. Put it there. <laughs> fucking Billings, Montana. I don't care, but get it off the coast. You're fucking it up. Somewhere where you have to love football to show up and do that every day. Yes. Yes. There are some non-football loving some bitches. I can, I can pick them out. I can smell them. They're on there. Kay Adams, not one of those people. And maybe this is why she left. She's over on FanDuel TV now, formerly, formerly TVG. Now it's half sports betting and half racehorsing. At first, I thought they were taking my racehorsing channel away, but it turns out they just made it better. <laughs> Kay Adams has a morning show on FanDuel TV that looks a lot like Good Morning Football, the show she left NFL Network. And the replacements are not living up to the bar case set. I forgot what that girl's name is, but I didn't, I, I wasn't impressed. And then there's the other, Rachel Bonetta. She's just, I don't know what it is. She's enthusiastic. I'm sure she's lovely, but I just don't like her on the television. Um, Kay, on the other hand, manages to be supermodel pretty down-to-earth girl who honestly knows and loves football, so obviously she can write her own ticket, and she did. I think this is a great move. Everything is heading over to the internet. Live sports are basically the oxygen tank to which cable and network television attach themselves. It's all they have left. And when that stuff goes over to the internet, people like Kay Adams... And uh, I believe Joy mm-hmm. Taylor has her own show now too. The uh, she's joined somebody, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's fine. Um, she, I listen to a lot of Cowherd, and that's okay. She she knows what she's talking about for sure. Uh, b- but I think that's fine. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Brett Favre says we'll see a six thousand yard passing quarterback. You would <laughs> he's always he on, on the radio pills? trying to get attention for himself, saying something about copper fit or what he would do in this in today's game. Um you'd need to average three hundred and fifty three passing yards per game all season long. Um if you averaged twelve yards per completion like Joe Burrow did last year, who was most in the league, I believe. You'd have to average 30 completions per game. You would also need a coach and a coordinator who are willing to completely abandon the run. So I don't know if even in 17 games we could see 6,000. Although I think Peyton was on pace that one year. That one Mm. year. Great job, Eric. You know the fucking year I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Jones. I don't think that'll ever happen, to be honest, unless they go up to 18, 19 games. I mean, yeah. It's not flag football. It'll always yeah. correct itself. You see, running backs are starting to to make more of a name for themselves and starting to be more of a valued position. It's kind of this pendulum swing. We've seen a lot of wide receivers in the last couple of years get all the attention, and you know, the, everybody loves to say NFL is a copycat league. But I think the the smart guys in the room zig when everybody zags, and if you're if you're focusing your defense on 
on pass defense, and then they stick you with 200, 200 yards on the run. Wow. If they stick you with 200 yards on the ground, then you're really hurting. So I I think it'll swing back to be a little bit more of a, a running back league as people start to zig when others zag. Oh, Texas Alabama's about to start. I got to get my money down on Nick Saban. Hey, what's up? 17? <laughs> Which is ridiculous. We're going to laugh about it being a 17-point spread after this game. Um, speaking of money, Jerry Jones has even more money now. John, maybe you can explain how this happened. Is this just inflation? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys last year were valued at $5.7 billion, and now they're worth $8 billion. That's a little suspicious. You're going to stand there and tell me they got 50% more valuable year over year. No. Yeah, and I think in, that's in the year that I, we're in. Is it his land that got more valuable? It would have to be other assets for sure. Yeah, but that wouldn't be the Cowboys. No, I, that's what I don't. Well, get. can I tell you something? I mean, that, John, I uh, I do HVAC, right? I work a mm-hmm. lot in the energy management sector of that, the uh, the the nerd sector. Jerry Jones bought a controls company that I worked very closely with and uh, renamed it. Now, when I get a call. From anybody, from, you know, he kept the employees from, from the, any of the employees from the controls company, if we're talking anything out, it says Dallas Cowboys on my phone. I, I, I sent a screenshot of it. That's not the Cowboys, but anytime any phone comes from them now, it says Dallas Cowboys <laughs> legitimately. So maybe it this is, is the Cowboys. To say. Do, do you, you know what I'm well, saying? Maybe it is the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys now own an energy yeah. management company. Ooh, and give I me haven't the Iowa State before. Cyclones plus 145, please. Yeah, I, I I guess that doesn't make... I've never seen that. Uh, they probably do own that. But that would be... I think that would be rolled up into Jerry Jones' portfolio. Now, if you told me that they found a way to utilize the Dallas Cowboys-owned stadium for more revenue streams, um, then I'd believe that. But you can't tell me just the way things get valued that you would bundle in everything Jerry Jones owns into the Cowboys. They're two separate en- legal entities, I would imagine. But yeah, that doesn't really make sense to me. It sounds kind of like voodoo finance stuff, but it's pretty entertaining that you get a call from the Dallas Cowboys. It's interesting that he bought a controls company. <clears throat> well, while we're... I used to work in that field pretty pretty heavily. While we're talking finance, um, now that the... Season has started. The numbers are starting to roll in about name image likeness. In the United States, the year two projected market spend is $1.14 billion. This is total compensation by region, year two projected market spend. Student athletes affiliated with institutions located in these regions are projected to earn the cumulative amount indicated based on and anonymized, I think I nailed that, transactions facilitated or disclosed through Open Doors. Open Doors is this, I don't know, website company that keeps track of this stuff. Pacific region, 121.4 million. Mountain region, 60.7. West, North, Central, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, North Dakota, Nebraska, South Dakota. Holy shit, I'm still up on my uh, state abbreviations. Very nice. 91.3 91.3 million. Uh, East, North, Central, 137.1. Northeast, 111.8. Atlantic, 135.3. West, South, Central, 153.3. East, South, Central, Alabama, Kentucky, Mississippi, Tennessee, West Virginia, 96.6. 
Southeast Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, two hundred thirty four point five million dollars. Um, yeah, six hundred and seven point four of that is going to Division One Power Fives. So half, just about half, going to Division One, and then Division One Group of Five, one hundred and forty eight point six. Division two, thirty-five point five million. Division three, fifty-eight point five. Interesting. Division three getting lot. more. They must have more marketable dudes. Is Decoldis Crawford a Division three athlete? Because that's where I mean that's where all this money's going, right? SOS heating mm-hmm. and cooling. If your heat and air isn't mm-hmm. the coldest, <laughs> you know we should start getting money from them. As much as I do. <laughs> yeah, they owe us. They owe us at least seventy-three dollars. Oh, John Daly. The Cardinals were playing the Nationals at home, and I guess Arkansas folk are St. Louis Cardinals fans because National Treasure John Daly stepped to the mound and fired an absolute piss missile right down the middle for the first pitch. Maybe it's that mound. It's haunted or possessed or something because everybody who steps on that thing wearing a Cardinals gear is all of a sudden a Cy Young candidate. I had no idea John Daly had a fastball in his repertoire, but he does. Doesn't surprise me. Does not surprise me. <laughs> to that the guy surprise of no one. I uh, think the less you give a shit, the better your first pitch is. Probably. Probably. You can't think about it. You got to make it muscle memory. You just got to zip it. You got to be George W. post 9-11. Oh, man. Zipping it in the World Series. Massive pressure. I mean, that had to be a heater. <laughs> I think it was a curveball. <laughs> Speaking of beautiful Americans, I think this is the last one. UNLV is back in the news cycle after one of their grads, one Hend Bustami, 28, reportedly left a Chili's without paying her bill at the airport and then passed out by the security gate. Um, this from bestlifeonline.com. The incident in question was sparked off when police were called to a Chili's restaurant in Harry Reid International <laughs> Airport regarding a woman who had allegedly dined and dashed. The, order, the officers looked for the woman, who they later discovered was Bustami, in the airport, but had trouble finding her. Eventually, airport employees pointed out to the police, uh, they pointed them in the right direction after recognizing Bustami from her description. Soon after, officers working D-gates were notified by TSA that a female matching that description was observed sleeping near the, near the security checkpoint, <laughs> hindering their operations. Bustami was later discovered in the baggage claim area, where, according to police, she seemed intoxicated and was belligerent with officers saying she was being harassed because cops had never seen anyone as pretty as her. According to officers, Bustani was aggressive and out of control while being arrested, saying that she was going to spit on all the officers and that the officers were perverts and were trying to attack her because they had never seen anyone this good looking in their life. The report said police later found Bustami had an outstanding warrant from Las Vegas Municipal Court and she was booked into the Clark County Detention Center on misconduct charges. She's a solid seven. She's pretty, but... She's not, you're only fucking with me because I'm hot. Let's not get crazy there. <laughs> Hend Bustami. You name Hen Bustami, you think a lot of yourself no matter what. Your parents saddled <laughs> you with that. Also, you can't find a way to hide in an airport. You couldn't post up in the bathroom. <laughs> Especially if you're that drunk. Yeah. You don't just wait it out in the bathroom. If you can't pull off a dine and dash in an airport, Chili's, I would venture to say you can't pull off any crime at all. Yeah. You should not crime. You should not do crime. (laughs) 
if you can't do that. There's a similar story with um, uh, a soccer player in Atlanta that that didn't pay for a five dollar shot and then was booked. He got arrested. Uh, that I found to be kind of hilarious. <laughs> you imagine arresting somebody for not taking a or not paying for a five dollar shot? Oh my god! Having to do the paperwork and get the handcuffs. Yeah, you'd need the owner to press charges on that. What yeah. a prick! Yeah. 50-ish minutes. Happens all the time. That's a podcast. It's a beautiful day. I guess I'll wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We say it all the time, but we truly do appreciate it. There's no advertising daddy with a big bag of money behind this. It's just us. Just uh, me and Chris in the basement chipping away. All these guys contributing for various corners of the country and globe. We're getting some more people involved all the time. Connecting with bloggers and podcasters. Chris is in a producer mentorship. Things are happening. Hey, that mentorship thing, that's a big deal. That's going to pay dividends down the road. Um, You know I have another review for you on the way out. Here is one from Susan Blazel, Blazel, Blazel. One of those three. I feel like I got it. Who says, Chris, enjoying the podcast and schooling on current sports. Liking the shit banter, too. Well, thank you, Susan. We enjoy the shit banter quite a bit ourselves. I'd love to read yours, too. Just send it in if it's on a platform other than Apple Podcast. I'm not going to see it. That's the only place. I just type Patriot Sports Radio Apple Podcast into Google, and then I scroll down and find one I haven't read before. That is my entire process. So... If you're not putting it there, take a screenshot, send it to Eric at Patriot Sports Now, and I'll get that on the podcast for you. Speaking of PatriotSportsNow.com, go check that site out. It's the best website in all of the world. Cool stuff. More on the way. Okay, we're out of here. It's time to watch football. Um, Alabama minus nine and a half, first quarter, plus 150. Be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Patriots.